Hello and welcome to the podcast, UFOWarning.com. If you haven't been by the site, stop by and check it out, UFOWarning.com. Today's topic is FRB 121102. No, that's not a really cool license plate. That is a fast radio burst. Seems these things were discovered back in about 2000. And they are an extremely high-powered radio burst that comes uh, frequently from outside of the galaxy. And uh, scientists have just begun to really study the things and figure out what they are. The FRB 121102 is named that because it was discovered on November 2nd, 2012. And what makes this particular FRB so special is that it had a repeating signal. And that is something that they cannot figure out uh, why it would repeat like that. Of course, they rule out aliens pretty much off the bat, but they can't say that it's a pulsar. Uh, they think maybe it's got something to do with a black hole, but every time they come up with a theory to explain this repeating uh, radio signal, they hit a dead end. Now, what's really um, unusual about these things is, and they've so far they've discovered, well, to date, I believe it's around 75 but when they first started uh, discovering the fast radio burst, uh, they came up with, I think, around 20. And it was very painstaking. They had to go back through all the radio data that the radio telescope had interpreted, had, had printed out, and then manually have to go through uh, each of these uh, radio signals that they had received to find the one that conformed to this little, maybe 300 uh, millisecond um burst, an extremely short uh, radio burst. and But now they have uh, much more advanced computers, and with artificial intelligence, they're able to go through reams and reams of data, so they're turning up a lot more of these. Now, there's some weird things about this. For one thing, the astronomers, um, on the documentaries that I watched at least, they claim that the signals at least, I believe it was FRB 121102, came from 3 billion light years away. That's halfway across the universe in a totally different galaxy, as a lot of these do. They also claim that the amount of energy required to push these signals from that far away at the speeds they're going requires the energy of 500 million of our suns. Now, that's a lot if you think about it. If you think about that, the estimate of the total number of stars or, you know, uh, astral bodies compared to our sun in the, and just in the Milky Way galaxy is somewhere between 100 and 300 billion. They're not really sure. They, they estimate them, the number of stars based on weight. And from what we're told, our particular, our sun isn't a particularly uh, enormous star. But even so, if you're thinking about the energy equivalent of 500 million suns, that's still, you know, you're getting up maybe somewhere in the neighborhood of close to one half or 1% of the energy produced by an entire galaxy. And that's a lot. And then if you stop and think about, well, so far they've discovered 75 of these things. Well, my goodness, where's all the energy coming to produce these uh, radio waves? If that is, in fact, you know... How much, how much it takes to actually, actually make these things uh, work the way they do. It brings you to the point of, you know, maybe, maybe they know what they're talking about, and maybe they don't. Sometimes, 
sometimes these astronomers, it seems like they just pull numbers out of their back pocket. And when they, I watched some documentaries on it and some interviews with them, and anytime somebody brings up the notion of, well, could it be an alien civilization or an alien craft, you almost get a little bit of a snicker. And it seems like sometimes maybe, maybe, maybe the theories that they're working on, it's almost as if they're working these theories up to preclude the possibility of alien life or alien machines uh, directing these signals toward us. And there's also some questions about, you know, how accurate um, their, their uh, receivers are. I mean, I've, I've seen uh, data where they say that when they first started studying these things, that they were accidentally picking up uh, radio waves from the microwave at the observatory or from appliances, you know, in cities down the road. Now, they have built a couple of new observatories, one in uh, Canada called Chime, I think it's called. It's just like an array of receivers. And then another big one in Australia. And Australia is kind of important because um, the, the U.S. has a lot of military stuff down there where they're, they're listening. And when you when you stop and think about it, it, another thought is, you know, all of a sudden there's being all this money is being um, pushed into uh, developing observatories to hear these FRBs, these fast these fast uh, radio bursts. They seem really excited about it, and the government seems really willing to put a lot of money into it. You have to ask yourself: Is this just for scientific research, or are they really are they really searching for extraterrestrial life? And whatever that means to us, even though it's, you know, reportedly three billion uh, light years away. Sometimes I, it almost seems like, like these uh, colleges, you know, the big universities that are running observatories. It seems like sometimes they're just in such, well, they're so far in bed with, with the government or the deep state or whatever you want to call them, that I'm not sure we can get a straight answer out of them. I mean, you saw what happened at Sunspot Observatory a few weeks ago. When uh, you had when you had the whole observatory shut down because, uh, according to the government, there was a person there doing things you shouldn't be doing and making threats, and uh, you know that during that whole three week period or whatever it was, the university that was operating that observatory, I mean, they just did exactly what they were told, and, and you can't blame them, but um, there weren't any answers given, and it seems like sometimes when they discover these really anomalous things in space, you have to wonder, you know, are we being told what's really happening here? Uh, some theories are these, these, these FRBs are actually, that yes, they, there is a lot of energy that required to push those waves, you know, through space at that high speed. But maybe it's because, you know, it's, it's basically exhaust out of some giant uh, spacecraft. And maybe we're talking about a spacecraft the size of Earth. I mean, who knows? Something that big, if it's moving at a high rate of speed, is going to take an awful lot of energy. And, you know, if we are talking about ETs here, if you can think about us as humans having the capacity to build atomic weapons and atomic uh, nuclear plants, you can imagine if somebody had been around for a couple hundred million years longer than us, you know, it would not be a surprise if they had come up with ways to harness massive amounts of energy.
then the question be question becomes is as what happens if we get in their way which brings us to the next point not only are we building uh, receivers at breakneck speed to listen to these uh, FRBs and try to um, figure out what they are but we also have independent groups from supposedly independent that and, and, and government groups like the one we talked about in China a while back that are actively not just listening but trying to uh, make contact with ET and that's the really uh, dangerous part of this equation is is because now you're actively trying to make uh, radio contact with a possible civilization that could be light years ahead of us. Their argument is, well, they've already made contact. You know, you've got I Love Lucy and Happy Days uh, signals that are, that are you know, bouncing out there from 25, 35, 50 years ago. And the aliens can watch all the sitcoms from the, 40, from the 50s and 60s that they want. That's not really the same thing. I mean, now we have scientists that are specifically uh, sending out these uh, radio waves to make contact with ET and to let them know that, hey, we're here and this is exactly where we're at. And the, the problem that I see with that is, is that the people that are doing that, they make the assumption that, well, if uh, intelligent life does exist, then it, have, it has to be so self-actualized that they would never want to hurt us. And to me, that doesn't make sense. I mean, just the law of averages. If you think about all the different ways that people can be, People can be everything from very nice to stone-cold killers. So why should we assume that every alien race out there, if there are alien races, would, uh, would, would be a, you know, a kind, uh, thoughtful bunch of folks that just want to get along with Earthlings? I think Hawking probably was a little bit closer to his assessment when he says that they would simply view Earth as a planet to come and mine and there would be no regard for humanity whatsoever. So it's it's interesting how things seem to be working on both ends of the spectrum. I mean, scientists all of a sudden are super excited about these fast radio bursts. They're trying to uh, dissect them to see what they mean, if anything. And they're putting some, and they don't really seem to know where they're coming from. They mean they put some ideas out there, but nothing really makes sense. And at the same time, we have another group of people that are trying to make contact with whoever could be sending these things or whoever could be, you know, in a position to send these radio bursts. Either way, it seems like a, it seems like a, it seems like a uh, kind of a space game of Russian roulette in a way. Very dangerous, a very dangerous uh, game. And even if they do, even if the scientists, I think, do find out that what these uh, FRBs are and what they mean, the question then becomes, are they going to tell us? And just as, just like the people that are, that are trying to make contact with ET, if they ever actually do make contact, I mean, are we going to know about it? And are we going to know what they say? So it's a, it's a little scary in a way. I mean, we have groups of people that are attempting, attempting to interpret and send uh, radio signals to ETs and we're really not, you know, the, the common person out there really doesn't have a thing to say about it other than, I suppose, to just make your daily preparations and uh, try to make up your own mind, you know, if anything ever does come out of, uh, who, you, of who you believe and, and what you believe. So that's it for today. Over and out, UFOWarning.com.